I'm Jason Thomas. Welcome to the Hardway MBA, where we empower ambitious corporate professionals. That's you, right? With real-world business knowledge. We interview business leaders who are gracious enough to share their strategic insights and tactical activities to improve your business and career. If you enjoy these interviews, please spread the word because nothing says thank you as well as a referral to your friends and colleagues. Now let's dive in. Hey, folks. Uh, thanks for joining me. Uh, this is Jason Thomas and uh, Brandon Dempsey on the Hardway MBA. Uh, Brandon, thank you for joining me as the, the third interviewee in the Hardway MBA interview series. I, uh, I couldn't think of a better person to bring on and, and talk about business. I got a couple of things prepared, but mostly just want to kind of uh, chat with you as we've done so many times. Let's rock. Uh, Brandon, why don't you uh, – so I could – I could go on and on about how I know you, but why don't you introduce yourself for the folks that uh, that are listening here and, and let us know what we need to know about Brandon Dempsey. Uh, all right. Uh, Brandon Dempsey, I uh, live in St. Louis, uh, born and raised in St. Louis my whole life. Uh, serial entrepreneur, love, love business. Uh, currently own a company, uh, lead generation company called Go Brand Go. Uh, this is my fourth company. Uh, live in South County here in St. Louis. And... Uh, totally into living life. So my question I always ask people when I first meet them is what's the most exciting thing that's happened in the past two weeks? And since I can't ask the audience, what I'll tell you is I just got back two days ago from a one-week motorcycle tour throughout Greece where I flew into Athens, picked up a motorcycle and went and uh, toured all of Greece and the Peloponnesus and Meteor and everything with my wife on the back of a motorcycle and had a lot of fun. Sounds like a blast. So it really, your intro there just brought up one of the topics that I, I want to talk to you about, and that's your energy level. Um, it, you and I have met several times, dozens of times over the last few years, and I've really valued that. One of the things I value about every conversation we have is I leave feeling better about life and things and the world than I did when I came into the conversation. Some of that, a part of it, has to do with the energy you mm -hmm. always bring. Um I know you've run an Ironman in the last year. Congratulations. Mm -hmm. Thank you. Uh, four businesses, motorcycle tours around Greece. Uh, you're married, so that's, that's not always easy. Uh, you're, you're balancing stuff. What, how, do you, how do you always have that high energy and, and always bring the same level of intensity that I see? Uh, for me, life is about experiences, and life is about uh, doing what you love and being selfish. And This is something I talk to a lot of people about. And being selfish in that doing things that give you energy and don't drain energy. So I focus my whole life on interacting with people, uh, donating my time and resources and, and volunteering and everything else to causes and things that, that lift me up. And what happens is the more you do what you love, it's amazing. The more it kind of feeds you and gives you more energy to do more of that. And if you're in a job or you're working with someone who kind of drains you, then it just takes away and starts a, a negative spiral. So I tr prefer to go up that spiral and work up and get more energy um, by just focusing on what, what gives me energy as opposed to what drains me. And that, mm -hmm. that's, that's what motivates me. And that's it, it's a simple concept. So it's something that you can talk about in a few seconds, and it's easy for me to kind of wrap my mind around. Executing that every day is, I, I have to imagine, at the beginning, not always easy. You see people uh, struggle with that. 
Yeah, I think uh, I think a lot of people don't uh, they don't want to take ownership of it. You know, the, my boss is a jerk. Um, you know, my wife doesn't understand what's going on. Uh, I lost this big client. You know, and every person has sh- crap that. Uh, <laughs> that hits them every day yep. and uh, every person has all sorts of negative stuff around them that the, but I think we all have to make the decision is, do I, do I want that to define me or do I want to be defined by something else? Am I going to let someone else be in control of my mood and my happiness or am I going to control my mood and my happiness? Cause the fact is I can control who I hang out with. I can control where I work. I can control all that stuff. And if I choose to control that and choose to, here's how I'm going to do it. Here's how I'm going to interact with. Well, then it just, then I'm in control and I get the energy out of it. So I think a lot of people struggle with is they don't, they don't see how to get it out of that spiral. And I talk to a lot of people who are at their current job and they're like, my boss does this, my boss does that. I'm like, well, okay. So if you're at a, so, so go get into the job. Well, I don't know. I, I, you know, the fact is you get, get your butt out there, meet with people and it's not hard to find another job. It's not hard to find another client, find another sale, anything. You just got to get out and do it. But you got to focus and get focused on what gives you energy. Who are the types of people? What are the types of jobs? Focus on what gives energy, not what drains energy. And you got to be selfish with it. You got to be selfish with it. Yeah. So how long can you trace back to a time that you started doing this? Was this a conscious choice for you, or is it a habit that you you developed unconsciously? Uh, no, it's definitely a, a habit that was that was conscious. I uh, when I started my first company. Um, I thought the way you did business was picking up a phone and cold calling people and cold calling sucks. <laughs> it, it, it's not, it doesn't give me energy. And I thought yeah. you had to go to all these networking events and tons and tons of networking events. And that, that sucks. Also didn't, didn't work. <laughs> it doesn't give me energy. Yeah. But hanging out with really, really, really motivated and cool entrepreneurs, people that are doing stuff go into speaking engagements and seminars with guys that are talking about building big businesses, that's cool. And so what I did is I started going to these speaking engagements and, and then the speaker who was a good speaker, I'd go up and talk to him and say, hey, can we get together? So I remember one of the guys I got together with is the former CEO of uh, Enterprise Bank and Trust. It was a guy named Kevin Eichner. And Kevin came up with the idea for uh, Enterprise University. And he gave a speech to 2,000 people. And I walked up to him and said, hey, I want to get together with you, and, you know, like so many other people did. And then I emailed him, and then I sent him a follow-up card, and I think mm-hmm. I even showed up at the office, and I finally got the appointment booked. And he and I sat down and had a two-hour conversation that was just awesome. And then he introduced me to two other business owners, and I talked to those guys, and those guys were so cool to talk to. Them. I'm like, man, I got to talk to more of these business owner people. And then what happened is every single person introduced me to another cool person, and suddenly, in a month's time, I had met with more of my target market and people that gave me energy than I had in the past three or four months of cold calling and networking. And I just right. thought, well, screw this. I'm going to do more of, more of this. This is fun. Not going to a room with a bunch of people I don't know and trying to work the room. Talking to cool people is fun. And that's kind of how it got started and how I shifted to. And, and then I took that and applied it to my volunteer organizations, applied it to now even my business with what we like to do. If you're a client that's a pain in the butt, get out of here because I don't have time for it. Life's too short. I'm going to focus on building more businesses. And that was further reinforced with a book I read called The Pumpkin Plan. Mm-hmm. It talks about uh, pumpkin planning your business. And I'm not going to get into what all that is, but you should read it. It's an awesome book. 
And it's all about going after what you love and creating a niche specialty with target markets. And it's all about, again, giving energy and giving the resources and, and building on them. Awesome. So getting into your business uh, for a little bit, you before we started the call, you mentioned uh, uh, and we had pizza a few weeks ago and you mentioned that uh, you were thinking about you were kind of in the middle of changing a, a business model, uh, working through how to make it work. Mm -hmm. um, you know, when I when I met you and Go Brand Go uh, digital marketing, uh, you know, the best WordPress yep. shop in town. That's yep. uh, that's what I heard from dozens of people. Um, you built a couple of websites for for me and companies I worked with. What's uh, I know what a digital agency does. I know what a, a WordPress website is. What are you guys doing now, though? So great question. So we really got defined by the WordPress and the stuff we did, mm -hmm. right? And yeah, we're a great WordPress shop. Yeah, we can do email marketing. Yeah, we can do social media. Blah blah blah. Video production, whatever. But what we kept feeling like we were missing is we were being defined by a thing and not being defined by what that thing does. And yes, websites are cool, but I don't care about a website unless it's generating a lead. If it's not making me money, what's the point of it? And so what we decided to say is, hey, how about instead of making our company about the thing we build, what if we make our company about the, the result that it gets? And that's been our shift. It's been to let's get out of the branding work and web development and that kind of stuff. Let's focus on what it actually is meant to generate, which is the lead and the sale and everything else, and focus on how do we generate the, what do we got to do to generate the lead, what do we got to do to generate the sale, because that's all I care about. Because at the end of the day, if customers are buying, if that cash register is ringing, then we're, I got a client for life, and we're going to build this thing all day right, long. Right. But if, if we just build this beautiful website or build something and it does nothing, well, then I look like a jerk who sold you something that doesn't work, and I don't want to be that. I want to be the guy who's focused on Let's build a website because it's going to generate this kind of lead. It's going to do this. And then let's track it and measure it and monitor it and build it from there and make it all about the lead instead of all about the thing that we're building. And that's really been the shift. It's been from instead of selling a product, let's sell the strategy and the metrics and the accountability. Uh, and then everything else comes behind that because what else matters besides the lead and the sale? Right. So you talked a minute ago about the strategy you used to develop leads for your first company. And it was dramatically different than a website. Mm -hmm. um, and knowing you as I do, most of the time when we get together, it's not on the phone. It's not a video thing. Yeah. It's very face-to-face -face and very personal. Mm -hmm. um, are you adding services? Are you doing something different with GoBrand Go to, to take advantage of what are obviously great skills that you have um, as a person dealing with people? Yeah, so a lot of the marketing strategies that we've like, we've got a wealth management firm that we work with right now, and their business is very uh, boots on the ground, face to face, very much like my business. Every deal is closed, you know, it's closed with a handshake. And so what we're looking at with them is how do we create opportunities to create those connections, to create those one-on-one -on -one interactions. But then what do we need to build in the background through PR, through the website, through social media, that kind of stuff to kind of serve as backup to that credibility of that person. So as far as services, a lot of our services are still the same. It's just positioned differently. So instead of paying, uh, instead of buying a website, we say, hey, let's do some research and figure out what does your customer want that website to do? What do your prospects want that website to do? What does the industry say is going to convert on that website? And let's spend some time and money uh, researching your clients and researching prospects to better figure out what we've got to build. 
because what we build may be half of what we thought we needed to build. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's just going to be super specific and super focused. So the services we have added are uh, all reporting and metric tracking for every lead. So I want to be able to sit down with you every month and say, hey, here's how many leads you got. Here's the phone calls. Oh, yeah, these are the phone calls recorded. So this lead that came in that you guys totally mucked up, you probably need to do some training on that because here's the call and we can listen to it, right? Uh, here's the anonymous visitors on your website. So here's every company that's visiting your website, how many pages they visited, and here's all the contacts at that company to call and talk to. And now let's build an email marketing automation. Let's really find ways to nurture that lead and then really build and, and capture that lead. So to me, it's all about the lead. It's all about how do we get that lead and how do we close that lead? Mm-hmm. I know. As I, and I've always, I spent most of my career in business in sales. So I've looked at marketing and I've done enough marketing to to kind of start to understand. I'll say start to understand. Um, but I look at marketing and say, look, if you deliver a lead, you've done your job. I can take it from there. Mm-hmm. Um, and any marketing that doesn't serve that purpose, I've always wondered why. Mm-hmm. Um, it sounds like that's really the what your customers started asking and what you started asking yourselves and uh, kind of where you landed is if we deliver a lead, it really doesn't matter how. Yep. Um, yeah. Yeah. Well, I think too many marketing firms that that are in our space, there are a lot of great marketing firms out there, but they don't want to be held accountable. Like, you know, I just want to do your creative. Hey, hey I just want to build pretty things. I just want to yeah. come up. I just want to be the idea guy. And I don't know. I, I want to be held accountable. Like, I want to be the guy where you're like, this guy freaking rocks. This guy did this and this and this and this and this. So then you're excited to introduce me to everybody. Not, right. shoot, we hired that stupid marketing firm and they did nothing for us. Right. I want you jumping out of your seat because you're so excited to work with us. Right. And if you generate leads, I think we, I think what we're finding is the companies that we're doing that for, they're they're on cloud nine. They're loving. Yeah, them. it's the positive side of the double-edged sword that accounting that accountability really is. Yep. And people don't want accountability because they're scared they'll fall flat on their face. Yep. If you don't, it, when you succeed, when you know how to do what you say you know how to do, uh, uh, what you have is proof. Yep. Accountability is just proof at that point. Yep, totally. And the proof's always in the pudding, right? So yep. you get one of those clients that's jumping up and down uh, happy at the proof you're providing with them. It's probably worth 10 more clients. Exactly. So – I've been in your office, and I can see some things on the back on the back wall there that I'm sure are not the uh, scoreboards and uh, stuff that I'm used to seeing on the on the ground level of your office. Uh, one of the things that's always inspired me about Go Brand Go is the the just massive transparency that you guys operate with. And as a business owner, I have to imagine that's uh, not always easy. It's not always comfortable. Uh, to be that open. Uh, can you talk to us a little bit about, uh, you know, you're nodding your head because you know what I'm talking about with transparency, but what do I mean by massive transparency and how how do you apply that? So anyone who comes to my office sees how much money I have in my bank account. <laughs> they see how much uh, cash is in our savings account to pay our taxes every quarter. They see how much credit card debt we have. And we had kind of a slow, we had a slow first quarter for cash. So our credit card debt's higher right now than it should than than we want it to be than we're comfortable with. They see what our total equity is at. They see how much what our revenue and sales are. So I can tell you, as of last week, we're up 18% year to date uh, with revenue sales. They see what my payroll is. They see all that stuff. 
And, and you're publicly traded, right? So that has to be public. Yeah, exactly right. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah, Derek and I, yeah. <laughs> so what we found is that when we when we engage customers and we engage clients in the discussion of how our business is doing, they take much more ownership of it. And that's really the the secret sauce. So when we say, hey, you know what? We had a shitty first quarter. Like it was just we sales were up, that was great, but payroll was up more than sales were up. And so therefore we're, you know, there's a gap there that we got to fill. The sales weren't up high enough to compensate for the, uh, the increase in payroll. So that's a discussion we have with our employees. So when we had, when we lost a person this first quarter, we had the discussion, Hey, we're not hiring another person because now that gap is now right sized. Right. And so that's a discussion now that we're able to have with our employees. Uh, when we chose healthcare, our employees picked the healthcare plan because we said, Hey, if you choose this plan, here, you know, if you choose the low plan, well, we can bump your pay up, you know, or you continue to get raises and next stuff. You choose the middle plan, you're going to get less raises, less bumps in pay because it's got to pay for something. You choose the Cadillac plan, that's cool, but don't expect raises and don't expect as high bonuses because it's got to go to pay that. And we just showed them the numbers for how stuff broke out, and they chose the middle plan. So what we've done now is we've empowered the employees to make a lot of those decisions that Quite honestly, I would have made the same decision, but now they're making decisions, so they own it. Um, and that's really where, to me, I have a belief that I can't make the best decision for me unless I have all the data and facts in front of me. How can I expect my employees to make the best decision for my company if they don't have all the facts and the data in front of them? Mm -hmm. Right? So you mentioned using that transparency on two different levels, one with your employees. Mm -hmm. And I think that's as an employee, and I don't, I don't own a company today um the uh not yet not yet um that having been in a position where that stuff is shared with me at, by previous employers that is empowering i get that completely i think until you experience that i mean i think you and i could sit and talk about that for for three hours mm -hmm. and the listeners it'd go one in one ear and out the other I, I don't think you get it until you experience it mm -hmm. um i certainly wouldn't have the area that i think is as interesting, if not more, is transparency with your clients. Mm -hmm. um, when you tell your clients things that they don't expect to hear, like, well, when they walk in and they take a go tour, you still call them go tours, right? Mm -hmm. um, and they see your, you know, what's in your bank account on the wall. What kind of reactions do you get? Uh, I get a wow. Uh, that's you share that with everybody, like those are real numbers and we're like yeah that's that's it uh we get some very interesting reactions they they say they could never do that in their company we could never do that in our company and i say okay um but what i use it for is that transparency i say i tell them look this transparency goes throughout my entire organization so you know when i give you a price we don't i don't negotiate price it's it is what it is because i know what the numbers need to be look you can see the numbers on the wall i don't negotiate like if I say something's going to cost this much, that's what it costs. I don't bill you per hour. I bill you per project because I know what things got to go into it. So I think the, what, we, or what we've seen is that because of our transparency with our numbers, because it's, we put it all out there, I don't get pushback back from my clients because they're not thinking I'm hiding something. Mm -hmm. They don't think I'm trying to gouge them or trying to – they know I'm not trying to gouge them. They know I'm not trying to one-up them or get them on something because, look, I know what the numbers are. The numbers are what they are. Uh, and it just it allows us to elevate our conversation and elevate our relationship to a whole nother level because again they have all the facts and figures in front of them. Right. Right. 
they can make the decisions. They can see what it, they can see why I'm making the decision that I'm making to charge whatever I'm charging for it. Right. So it just it. I think it puts me on a better level and a better relationship with our clients. And that, to me, at the end of the day, that's what I want. I want a client who understands me, who understands my business, who understands the pressures that we're under, uh, and who's going to be, a, you know, as big of a champion and cheerleader for me as I am for them. Right. That's what I want. Right. You ever heard of uh, what's the guy Robert Green, trusted advisor, one of the trusted advisor guys? Mm-hmm. Um, I, I just finished reading uh, Trusted Advisor for Sales or Trusted Sales Advisor. I was a follow-up to the Trusted Advisor. I, a, a lot of that talks about transparency of communication and willingness to put it all on the table, uh, right down to rates and and every other piece of information that you typically see salespeople want to hide. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it, it, exactly what you're talking about has been my experience. I. Uh, I Never seen anybody do it quite so openly as as Go Brand Go. Um, well, I think it helps us compete, right? Because I can sit down with a client and say, "Here's what I'm charging for X," and they can say, "Yeah, well, I got a bid for, you know, half that." And I'll say, "Okay, well, here, here's how you added up my bid. Now, here's every little line item charge that adds up to that full price. Mm-hmm. Now, let's go apples to apples comparison and see what you're really paying for. And behold, they're only getting about half of what I'm offering them." Shocker. Right. And yeah. when they only buy half, guess what? That solution that they want, they aren't getting the solution. They're not going to get the end result because they're only buying half the result, right? Right. So, you know, I for me, we don't compete on price. And I think transparency allows us to not have to compete on price. It allows us to compete on what we should compete on, which is fit. You know, are we the right fit with you? Do you value transparency? Do you value honesty? Do you value integrity? Do you value that do you value pushback and that kind of stuff? Or do you value price? Because if you value price, I'm not your guy. I'm, I don't want to be your guy. I'm never right. going to be your guy. And you know what? If you're buying on price, I don't want to work with you. Sorry. Someone else can go fight that game. And I, right. I would be willing to bet that most of the people who listen to this, um, listen to this uh, recording probably don't want to sell on price. Uh, they don't want to sell on price, and they don't generally buy on price, I would imagine, too. Right. I mean, price is a factor in everything that we do when we're making buying decisions. But uh, quality is also a factor, and fit is part of that quality. Mm-hmm. Um, every client that I have the kind of relationship you're talking about with, they know that we're not the cheapest game in town. Um, never have been and never will be the cheapest game in town. The best quality in town, for them, hopefully so. That's what I'm after, just like you are, I think. Um, so, Brandon, thank you for spending some time with me. This is uh, this has been really, it's been fun for me to to hear the way you think through some of these things, and I hope everybody else enjoys it as well. Um, for folks out there that are wanting to get a hold of you, what's the best way for them to do that? Email, 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 uh, <laughs> email. Uh, if you listen to my voicemail, you'll hear a two-minute long. As you can attest to this, Jason a two minute long memo of why you should not leave me a voicemail. Uh, so email is B Dempsey, B D E M P S E Y at gobrandgo.com. Uh, you can also hit me up on Twitter, uh, at Brandon Dempsey, uh, or you can hit me up on Facebook at Brandon Dempsey as well. But, uh, Twitter email are probably the best ways to get a hold of me. You can also go to the website, gobrandgo.com and look us up as well. And I would encourage anybody out there listening to this and hearing Brandon's voice and thinking one thing I learned from this that I'm going to try to apply today, shoot Brandon a note. I know Brandon gets thousands of emails, uh, hundreds a day, but I also know that uh, seeing that the, the, the words you put out in the world have an impact 
is is fun and inspiring. Totally. Um, so shoot him a note. It, maybe you get a response. Maybe you don't. That's not what it's about. It's a, you'll get it's a response. About, Zero inbox every day. You'll get a response. <laughs> it's about paying for for my listeners. This is about paying it forward. Let Brandon know that what he had what he had to say today uh, helped you, inspired you, and and get you going forward the way uh, the way his business has. Awesome. Thanks for the time today, Jason. Really. Well, thank you, Brandon. All right. Later, brother. See you, man.